0: Hello, my love, welcome to the single women's society. I am your host and founder, Kat Cantrell, and I have brought someone very special to me for this episode to share with all of you. I find that when it comes to dating, part of, I wouldn't say it's the issue, but part of it is having the confidence as you walk into the room having that confidence in knowing who you are and being comfortable in your own skin. Because I think when it comes to dating, we like to think that there's like a magic formula or I'm supposed to be texting. I'm not supposed to be texting. I'm supposed to be calling. I'm not supposed to be calling. FaceTiming. When do you see them? When do you don't see them? There's so many things that we think that there's some magic formula and there isn't. But I do know that one thing that you can do to prepare yourself is to feel good in your own skin. Because when we're feeling confident and we're loving who we are, we're able to skim. (laughs) We're We're able to select our dates better. We're able to remove that filter and recognize when we see those red flags if we're confident in who we are as a woman. And part of that is feeling good about you. And for me, one of the ways that I feel good about myself is by moving my body. Now, let me just give me a, hold on a second (laughs) before you, before you jump on me, I I just, there's, there's a point to this. I believe that moving your body is important for everybody without an agenda. When you move your body, you naturally release those endorphins. You naturally feel better, whether it's taking a walk, whether it's taking a dance class, taking karate, going on your bicycle, doesn't matter. When you move your body, you feel better in your body and it increases your confidence. So part of what I do here at the Single Women's Society is guide you on how you can build that confidence so that we can set you up for success on that next date. The guest that I have for you today is my own personal trainer. Her name is Erin Stark of Stark Strength. And the reason why I wanted to bring her to you today is because of her philosophy. The majority, uh, you'll find out, but the majority of her clients, they say in personal training that the majority of the clients are female. In fact, I believe she said 80% of her clients, of clients of personal training are female. And the reason being is because of the fear of going to the gym, the insecurity, the stigma that is surrounding fitness and all the what you're supposed to do and not supposed to do so i wanted to bring aaron to you because i think it's important for you to build a healthy relationship with moving your body and there's no better person that can relay this message to you than aaron stark so ladies please help me welcome aaron to the show well hello aaron welcome to the show i'm so excited to have you here
1: I know. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How exciting. I know. It's so good to be here.
0: It's, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to tell our audience, I told, I tell our audience at the beginning how we met each other, but it, who would have thought, Erin, that when we did meet two years ago that we would be doing this? <laughs> Not me. I know. I know. Cause both Not of us me. are, our lives have <laughs> drastically changed in the oh, last like, couple of years. like multiple times. <laughs> yes yes multiple times. And yeah I, I think that um, as you, I think that's one of the things that I love about you is you're driven like I am like you're always chasing and going after like the next thing and even though life knocks you down, you still you're like I'm good. What's next? And, um, I just, I just love that about you. One of the many things that I love about you. So thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. It's not, not necessarily like a natural behavior. Like sometimes that's kind of a learned process. So I would agree out there is working on it. Keep at it.
0: (laughs) I agree. So let's dive into it. So Erin, why don't you tell, um, the women, tell us, a little bit about you and what do you do?
1: So my name is Erin Stark. Um, I am a personal trainer and strength coach. Um, I have my ACE, just my general personal training certification through ACE. I have, and then for the strength side of things, I have my strong first level one, level two kettlebell training certification, instructor training certification, as well as my strong first body weight training certification. Um, I'm also an ISSA corrective exercise specialist, uh, certified in that. And then, um, currently studying for an ACE nutrition specialization and, uh, training for the strong first barbell certification later this year. So, uh, what was that you were saying earlier about driven? <laughs> um, so, I my point. <laughs> yeah, well, and the thing is but like, that's that's not, um, and what, and we'll get into this more later. But that's not always been true. That hasn't been my life for right. that long. Um, I haven't. I've been certified since twenty seventeen. So all of that drive has happened in the last four years. That's really not that long. Um, So, that's kind of the short story of what I do. The long story of what I do. um, I just help, I help people change behaviors. I help people change lifestyles. And I help people change their attitudes and their perspectives about life. Um, And all while picking heavy things up and putting them down and getting a little bit stronger. So that's, that's what I do.
0: And I love it. So one thing I ask all my guests is what is one fun fact about you that not a lot of people know?
1: So a fun fact about me that not a lot of people know, um, most people, when they first meet me, uh, I'm not a very intimidating person. That's just, that's just the facts. Um, and I'm good with that. That makes me more approachable in my field. You know, that makes me feel better about approaching others. (laughs) Um, So I'm good with that. Uh, But I do have limits as we all do. And in fourth grade, um, so we're going way back. In fourth grade, somebody found mine. (laughs) Um, I was on the playground at recess and there was this boy, Jared, we'll we'll leave last names (laughs) out, but Jared. Uh, (laughs) Every single day, made fun of me for being short. I'm not tall. I am five foot four on a good day. I once was told if you use fractions to measure your height, it means you're short. So I just <laughs> five four. Don't ask questions. Yes. Um, but he made every day, every day he made fun of me. And so one day he's hanging from the monkey bars and he's making fun of me. I'm down on the rocks playing with my friend Stevie. She was my best friend at the time. And I was like, man, and I just remember thinking in my head, man, this sucks. I don't like this anymore. I'm sick of this right now. Why is he hanging from the monkey bars making fun of me, thinking that he's not vulnerable? I'll show him. So I got up, and in the middle of recess, outside on the, on the playground in front of everybody, I de <laughs> Jared. <laughs> and he was wearing pink underwear, oh, my which was gosh. even better. And Stevie and I ran like bats out of hell. (laughs) We hid behind the fire escape ladder for the rest of recess, Uh, went into class thinking like, gosh, like immediate like rush of energy followed by immediate panic. Like, what did I just do? Um, So I'm sitting in fourth grade, my teacher at the time, not, not always the warm fuzziest person in the world. Um, I'm sitting there, she's re- it's story time. She's reading to us all of a sudden. there's a knock on the classroom door. Jared's fourth grade teacher. <laughs> Come here, Aaron, we got we gotta talk to you. So I ended up with uh, five days inside recess, which is basically like fourth right. grade or jail. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in fourth grade, I'd had it. I do pants to kids, so don't tease me because everybody'll see your see your mm-hmm. underpants.
0: I, I also have a deep pants story, um, but I was the one that was deep pantsed. but I got, I got into trouble. Oh. This was in eighth grade, so much older, but I got into trouble because she claimed that I did it to her first. So I think, <laughs> I think I'm sure almost everyone has like this deep, deep pants story. Who's <laughs> older, I guess. Right. Like. Oh, I mean, 30s, probably. And and, yeah. I... <laughs> well, Erin, uh, the reason why I asked you to be a part of the show and to speak to the single women in my community is because I feel like I'm just going to jump right into it. So it's like I just like turned on the switch. Um, I feel like especially single women have unnecessary pressure when it comes to their appearance when it comes to a Mm -hmm. fitness regimen, when it comes to Mm -hmm. really having that Instagram life (laughs) that she's supposed to have it all together Mm -hmm. and fitness is a part of that. In fact, I'm sure you, I mean, I'm sure you know, but I know that with Instagram that I'm part of the, the, the algorithm that shows me fitness videos all the time, because I, of course, fitness is one of my passions, but I felt like one of the reasons why I think you and I got along so well, like the moment we met is because we do have the same philosophies when it comes to fitness. And we do understand the importance, the health, the health benefits of moving your body versus what you should be doing. Right. So, um, I kind of wanted to open up that conversation. I wanted to bring you on as an expert, because I've experienced your work firsthand, of course, and also because I do believe that your messaging needs to be heard. So, um, thank you. So let's go ahead. I'm going to start with my first question. So, let's go back. Since you do have this philosophy, mm-hmm. and I do think the fact that you are five four, I um, <laughs> that I'm sure that fitness wasn't your first, like strength training was not your first. Oh, calling right so you you've kind of went through you've been through a lot so let's start let's start with what brought you to personal training like what is it what is it that jolted you to start the journey of because you have you have your own divorce story so and I um So I I do, do, I do think that that's important because I'm, I'm sure that there are a lot of listeners who have been through divorces. And I think it's, um, one of the other reasons why I wanted to have you on is because you are an inspiration to know that you can rise and be the Phoenix that rises from, you know, going through a divorce and finding your passion. So let's start. I just went ahead and told probably half your story, but. Oh,
1: no, no, no. You're fine. So. Fitness, like for like for most people in the fitness world who work in this profession, fitness has always kind of been on the fringe for me. My dad, I grew up watching my dad run all the time, but it wasn't like and this isn't like a knock to what I grew up around or anything like that. But it wasn't um, sustainable fitness that I grew up around. It was like beat your body up um, work out because you hate your body, do those things. Um, it wasn't anything that was sustainable. So that's kind of a little bit of the fitness, like run until, you know, run until your lungs are bursting out of your chest stuff. Um, and a lot of us grew up that way. Things, things didn't, haven't started changing in that realm until more recently, I feel like, but, um, regardless, I went to the university of Iowa. My major was religious studies. I minored in the French language, like fitness was not on my radar. Um, (laughs) but I took my first kettlebell class in 2010. Um, and I think that that's important to note. So 2010, first kettlebell class, loved it. My, my hamstrings and my booty cheeks hurt for like weeks. Um, it was great. It helped me become a better runner. We'll get into some of that later, perhaps. Um, But again, not on my radar. I worked at a trucking company for seven years after that. Um, In college, I met my ex-husband. Hmm. Long story there, but uh, safe to say, in 2015, I ended up marrying him. Um, And throughout the duration of our relationship, we kind of went to the gym together. We did some things, but we didn't really have, like... We never had chemistry, like not on on a lot of levels. Um, I've realized after the fact, but what I what I realized then, uh, what I was starting to feel then, like probably many of your listeners, many women who are thinking about divorce, who've been through divorce, um, whether they asked for it or not, they probably started to feel lonely at some point in the relationship, and that's exactly what was happening to me. Um, You know, I I got into fitness because I wanted to make friends. I wanted to meet people, and I wanted to meet, more specifically, I wanted to meet women who were in my neighborhood, in my community, whatever the case might be. Um, So I I tried one of those direct marketing kind of deals for a while, Um, Didn't really like that spending way more money than I was making and I was like, and I'm not really using my brain. It's a whole bunch. I wasn't like keyed in on the whole marketing side of things. So that wasn't just like wasn't for me. So I quit doing that and I kept thinking about it. I'm lonely. I don't really have a lot of female friends outside of the people that I work with. what can I do? What are some of the things that I like to do? So I started thinking about my hobbies and my interests. Um, and I always liked going to the gym. I loved that kettlebell class. I took back in 2010, I started working out at the Mac in Cedar Rapids. Um, just as a member working out there. They had some really rough looking kettlebells for a while. You remember, uh, (laughs) tear your hands up but i was there and i was playing with them and i was having fun and i kept watching the personal trainers there and i was like man they look like they have great relationships with those people that they're talking to and they get to help people that's that's literally their job is to just help people feel better and and whatever work on goals like how positive can how positive is that that's awesome so it kept catching my eye And after a while, I asked um, a woman by the name of Robin, um, who has since become a very close personal friend. She was a personal trainer at the MAC at the time. Um, And I saw her in the locker room. I said, hey, you know, what do you think about being a personal trainer? What goes into that? I might be interested, but I'm not really sure. Um, And she said, oh, it's so fun. It's so fun. I just do it as like a side hustle kind of thing. I meet some cool people. I get to, you know, I get my membership here for free. I was like, sweet free. I'm in. (laughs) Um, But all kinds of, you know, there were all kinds of benefits that she spoke to. And then at the end she said, Mm -hmm. I think you'd be really good at it. And it was like, I was waiting for somebody to give me that permission to go ahead and like do the thing. But I was like, I'm in. And so that night, I went home and I started researching like different personal training certifications, Mm -hmm. which was because there's a lot out there uh, and they all have their ups and they all have their downs and, um, you know, depending on if, if anybody's interested in pursuing that as a field, depending on what you're looking for, there's, you know, do your, do your homework. Um, but I started doing my research, um, and I picked, I picked ACE, um, not for any, super specific reason, but I started, I made the plunge. It was a financial commitment, um, but I made the plunge and I started studying and I was still married at this time. I started studying for this after work, um, in the evenings and it was kind of like for a while my escape right? So I'd go up into the office and I'd be buried in my books for hours and it would be great because I Mm -hmm. didn't have to deal with the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the, the present, none of it. All I had was my studies and my positive thoughts about the future. Um, so fast forward, I'm getting stronger, a little bit stronger at the gym. I'm studying, um, and now I'm going through my divorce. Um, so I studied for probably about just shy of a year. Um so that's about the course of time it took me to realize I need out. I need out. Something in this whole decision-making process is telling me it's time to go. This is run its course. Um so during, I I took my personal training certification exam and passed during that whole like mental yes. tumultuous moment that is divorce. Um, and I had to meet him, my ex-husband that night to sign some papers and I was ecstatic. I had just come back from the Colonel's game celebrating with my dad and my sister and having a good old time, obviously not looking forward to this m- impending meeting and paper signing moment, but whatever. I was prepared for it. And I went into it and he looked at me at the end of everything. And he said, it's probably good that this didn't end up working out because there's no way I would have ever let you do this. Mm. Meaning personal training. And I thought to myself, I left that parking lot that night. And I was like, and that, that is why I am doing this. That is why I am doing this because nobody's going to tell me what they will and won't allow me to do except for, um, I had applied to be a personal trainer at the Mac and this was prior to me officially passing my exam. So I got to start the job shadowing process and everything. I was meeting people (laughs) and I was having a blast. I felt for the first time in a long time like I was doing something that I was actually meant to be doing. Um, and that was powerful stuff. And that I think is probably where right. that drive well, comes from when you now. Have to,
0: Especially in your situation, when you're, you are chasing a passion and you don't have the support at home, you don't have a partner who says, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited and, mm-hmm. and so happy for you. And what can I do to help you? And what can I, you know, what can I do to help nourish you? And, in, you know, as you chase your passions, a lot of women, I feel settle in relationships. Uh, and to me, that's like a key, like red flag when women start dating someone and that person doesn't support her passions or tries to manipulate or try to change it to where she stops doing the things that she loves and... With you, you discovered something and in the, in the discovery and getting the permission from another woman, which, you know, I, I talk about that all the time about how important that is for women to give women, women to give other women Mm -hmm. permission, um, with the push of Robin, it really shed a lot of light, not only on what you wanted to do with your life, but also shed some light on that relationship (laughs) where you're like, oh, okay. It was almost yeah, it oh, was confirmation, absolutely. like you said. It's like when you signed the papers, you were like, Yep, I made the right decision and this is and uh this is what I'm going to do with my life. Yeah, when you go through that you build so much character. My mom used to have this saying when I would when I was always going through these really rough patches in my divorce, she kept saying, It builds character. It builds character and I used to say, I don't think I can get any have any more character? I think I have enough. I'm full of it. I don't, I'm full, I'm full of characters. Like, I'll be, I'll be yes. from now on. Just yes, I'm full of characters.
1: But I don't need any It
0: gave you, it gave you character, yeah. gave you drive and determination, it gave you focus, it gave you uh, being able to be futuristic and be able to focus on your future. Um, and I think that. You're what an incredible role model you are because women sometimes don't even know what their passions are, and especially single women who I tell them, I'm like, Well, what are your hobbies? and sometimes they're like, I have no idea, and I'm like, Well, we need to work on that. <laughs> let's, let's say that my ex husband used
1: to tell me all the time, You need to get hobbies, you need to oh, get right, some hobbies, right, of course. But the gym didn't count. The gym didn't count. I wasn't allowed to count that because that was always my answer. But I'm working out, and he's like, "No, do you, real hobbies like gardening or something, or do." He mentioned sewing a few times, and I was like, "What is this?" 1952. Yes, like, well, you did something. Face. What
0: I um, you did something that I tell my <laughs> I tell women to do all the time. You went back to you kind of did a catalog in your in the back of your head, and you're like, "Okay, what is it that brought me joy? What is it that what is it that Um, I did that made me happy and you went back to that one class and you're like hmm I enjoy this and I enjoy that so uh, I commend you I think that what what you did was um, it's a lot of hard work and it takes a lot of courage to go through that discovery Um, so now fast forward You have, so just for our listeners that are not in Iowa, the Mac is a gym. It's just a gym here in, in Cedar Rapids. And so tell us the story. So what's going on now?
1: What's going on now? Well, now I am my own business owner. Uh, That little comment I meant, I said earlier about not letting anybody tell me what to do anymore. Took that one to heart. Um, so I am now the very proud owner of Stark Strength, um, and it is personal training, group fitness stuff going on right now, um, and it has been awesome. I opened my doors. It's not really, uh, I don't have a physical mm-hmm. location, which I think is, it makes me very unique, um, right. at least in our right. part of the country, especially in our part of the country. Um, so I opened my doors in March, um, and I have been welcoming probably, probably, especially recently on average, um, one new client a week and that's for one-on-one training and it's, so it's been awesome. It's been a wild ride and I think what it boils down to is the culture that I'm creating within my bubble of people. Um, I think that's important. Is to know, like, if you're gonna go out on your own, and this is not like this applies to like real life too, outside of business. Know your culture, know your vibe, know what you want in life, out of life. Um,
0: yes, amen to that. And don't
1: settle for anything else. Amen. And when you find, and like we all end mm-hmm. up, and I'm sure we, you know we've had conversations in the past, you know, where you end up in situation in situations where you're like, ooh. This is clashing right. with my culture. Um, what am I going to do about it? Um, and you just find the most diplomatic way to That's exit way that of out it. of your life.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, but
1: yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and so Stark Strength is last week we started doing classes. <laughs> if any of your listeners are in the Keystone, Iowa area. Uh, Southern Benton County is where is where I'm at Um, and I'm doing outdoor classes right now in our park in our city park and they have been awesome I'm doing a couple of strength training classes I'm doing a few metabolic training classes and I am also doing youth fit because I feel like um, this message and these values are important to learn at a really young age Um, so I'm out there doing that, and then I'm meeting with people one-on-one for in-home training as well, um, where folks that are in my area can either come to my house, and we hang out in my basement, and we pick things up and put them down, or I come to you. Um, So I'm doing some of that. I'm writing programs, so people who have crazy, hectic, busy lifestyles that, that can't commit to a certain day or certain time, or they know that... They'll go to bed tonight at 10 p.m. with one schedule, and they'll wake up at 6 a.m. tomorrow with five emails and a whole new schedule. There's those people. There's lots of those people in the world, um, and so I write custom fitness programs, self-paced, and I also do virtual training. So I do pretty much anything that your trainer will, trainer typical trainers in a gym will do. I'm just doing it outside of those four walls, which I think. is going to help break a lot of stigmas and a lot of barriers that people have when it comes to pursuing strength or fitness in general.
0: Wonderful. Um, so so
1: I, that's pretty much um, what's been going
0: on. So you're just a jack of all trades. So <laughs> you virtually in-person, group, individual, right? Yeah. Individual yeah, programs. I love it. Um, okay, yeah. so... I would say, would you say that you're, what is your target demographic? Is it, is it female, male? Is it mostly female, male? Like what it, what would you say?
1: It's mostly female. And, um, you know, I am, I have no opposition working, working with men. Um, but it is true that in personal training, um, in general, I think I, I forget the exact metric, but I want to say it was something astonishing, like 80% or more, of your clients, even in a general, just like a general corporate style gym, 80% or more of your clients are going to be female. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that says a lot when you really break it down.
0: Um, Well, yeah. And I kind of, I guess that leads to get into that if you want to. (laughs) Was what struggles do you think women face when it comes to fitness? And that kind of answers one of them. One of the, Uh, one of the reasons why women would come to me and come to my dance studio was because they didn't want to go to the gym because they felt instantly judged or having that stigma of the whole saying, I need to lose weight in order to go to the gym. Like the whole women have this whole story that they carry around. I can go into, you know, about body positivity and all of that, but I don't want to, I'm not going to dive into that today because I don't have enough time, but, um, so what, in your (laughs) experience, what struggles do you think women face the most when it comes to fitness?
1: One, just, a lack of confidence, um, and a total. Over acceptance—I don't know—over acceptance mm. isn't how I want to say that, but a total mm. overwhelm yeah. of insecurities, I think, is how I want to, You know, um, I have worked with women who yeah. literally could not stand to look at themselves in the mirror when they were working out. We had—I had to strategically pick locations inside gyms or switch locations of gyms, meet at whole different fitness centers in order to help these women break out of their shells. Did we get there? I am, I'm proud to say that in most cases, yes, we did. Um, that said, how they got there just breaks my heart. Um, and it's because of the way society has set us up. Um, we are told to, not eat a lot of food. We're told that the foods that we do eat need to be low fat, or that they need to be whatever. Um, They need to be light. Um, We're told that we shouldn't look too muscular. We're told that if we pick heavy things up, we're going to hurt ourselves. I can't even tell you how many times I I have been deadlifting at the gym, me, a, a certified trainer who competes in weightlifting, approached by men in the gym oh and gosh. told that the amount of weight I was lifting was unsafe for the size of my body. So all of that you take all of that and everything else that women hear, that women see, what women feel when they look in the mirror, and you throw that in some leggings and a tank top and you try to tell it to go go get not, go get on that treadmill where everything's gonna start moving and looking weird no. So I think that that's the first thing, um, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a total overwhelm of insecurities show up when women are working out or women are going to the gym. Um, and I, I guess kind of, I touched on a few of a few of the other ones. Women don't want to look big. Um, they don't want to look too muscular. So they'll focus on just hitting the treadmill or hitting that elliptical or going to the, hour long hit class where you leave feeling like a bug on a windshield. Um and then they start to wonder in maybe a couple days, maybe a couple weeks, maybe a couple months, why isn't this working? Why when I look in the mirror am I still seeing the right. same thing I saw a couple days, a couple weeks, a couple months ago? Why am I still mm-hmm. feeling the way I felt that that time ago? Um And, and that's that's probably those are the biggest things I think I see women struggling with when they start. I agree. That was an experience that I had in the studio too.
0: Was women when they would first come in, they would we always had this back corner. It was kind of back behind a pillar to where she couldn't really see herself in the mirror, and we know it takes her an amount of courage to approach you or to walk into the studio or walk into the gym to be able to be like, I know that I deserve better. Meaning I know that I deserve to move my body. Cause it makes you feel good. Um, so that kind of leads into my next question. You do as a woman have to get to a certain point to where you say to yourself, I want to feel better. You know, women do go on their own personal journey to get to a point where they say, okay, okay, I want to move my body, but you do have these insecurities that paralyze you. So what suggestions do you have Mm -hmm. to women who are ready to make, you know, how do they overcome those insecurities to a point where they can take that leap and that they're trying to achieve a healthy lifestyle when it comes to, when it comes to fitness? I
1: have a few suggestions. One, um, if they can, I really suggest for women in particular yeah. to, at least at first, get away from mirrors. Don't work out looking in front of them. Don't work out looking at yourself in a mirror if you haven't worked out in a long time. You're gonna, like I said earlier, you're probably going to see some things moving or jiggling that you don't want to see moving or jiggling. So just get that out of of your of your eyesight. Cause if you can't see, if out of sight, out of mind, out of sight, out of mind. And aside from that, instead of, instead of trying to figure out what good movement looks like, mm, start really to good. focus that's on really what good. good movement feels like. Um, so that's my first tip is if you can get away from mirrors, especially if you're feeling even the littlest bit insecure about starting your workout or starting in, into a fitness routine. The second thing I would say is if if you've tried cardio before, if you've tried all, you know, all everything else before, I will asterisk this by saying the exercise that works for you is the exercise that works for you, and I believe that to my core. So right. everybody's different, and what works for me is not going to work for somebody else, and I, I'm 100% fine with that. Uh, But if you've tried everything else and you haven't tried weightlifting, you should really try some weightlifting because there's nothing that's going to boost your confidence more uh, than than picking something really heavy up and like putting it over your head or like holding it at your waist. Uh, When you start doing things that are heavy and you don't start heavy, right? You start light. You start memorizing those good movement patterns like what we were just talking about. And then you add the weight from there. You just start, you start with your training wheels, start like you do when you're learning how to ride a bike. But when you start to work on strength, something change, at least for me and most of them. raising I, my hand, by I, the way. That are in my yeah. circle. Something changes for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I think, and I've thought about this a lot. And I think that's because mm. very often we associate the gym with what's masculine. Um. Right. And not yes. to knock men at all. I am not a man hater. I am a feminist though, obviously. <laughs> yes. But we think of the gym as the man's world, especially the free weight section. Like mm-hmm, can I mm-hmm. even imagine as a high school girl trying to go over and even think about touching the dumbbells. Right. And I can't like how many adult women still have that mentality. Go over and touch the dumbbells. I'm giving you permission. Do it. Cause what's going to happen is, is when you start to master that, when you start to build that confidence, and you're like, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing with this weight. I'm going to do this goblet squat over here, and I'm going to crush it. It's going to look awesome. Then that confidence carries over to the rest of your life. So if you haven't tried strength training, try strength training, because it's it's going to make it so hard, and I will say that it is so hard sometimes to want to keep after it. But it makes everything else feel easier. So if you are going through some stuff, go pick something heavy up and put it back down or go pick it up and throw it around. There is no better therapy. And when you're done, you're going to look great. You're going to feel great. So that's my, those are, that's the second thing. Um, you know. And if you can, if you're getting started, if you can, and this is not always attainable for people, so it's why it's kind of lower on my list, but find Absolutely. a good coach, right? You, I'm sure you would back me up on this. Find a good Great. coach because a good coach is going to help you work through all of that. A good coach is going to help you work through those insecurities. A good coach isn't going to just tell you how to move. They're going to help you figure out how you feel about a movement. They're going to help you guide. They're going to help guide you to movements that are that are more for your body. They're going to keep you safe. That's, you know, that's something that a lot, a lot of women worry about when they start working out at the gym. Again, we're told very often that we're going to get hurt. So your trainer, your, your coach will keep you safe. If they're a good coach, find a good coach, do your research. Um, don't just go in and assume that all trainers are created equal. Um, and that all certifications that trainers have are created equal. Do, do your research.
0: Agreed. If you're going to spend the Gosh, money, I if you're going to make so the investments, things, Aaron, so there, there's a couple of things that I want it. to mention. Um, I think focusing on how it makes you feel <laughs> and not focusing on the results or focusing on the inches or focusing on anything else other than how it makes you feel. And I think, if you focus, and this is something that I use as a coach with my clients, because sometimes they come to me and I'm like, okay, let's let's shoot for goals six months from now or 12 months from now or 18 months from now. And they're like, and sometimes women are so in in stuck in the chaos of life that they can't even project or even think about what those goals are. So I always say, well, how do you want to feel? Because I think as a woman again, just like how we're talking about how Jim is a, man, a man's world, I think also as women, we're taught to not really like hone in on our feelings and how we want to feel because that's being too sensitive or being too feminine or not allowing a woman to just express how she feels. So when you talk about her feelings and allowing her to be like, okay, how do you wanna feel? She's able to much better put that in perspective and be like, okay, how do I wanna feel? Versus what results do you want to see? So dance is the same way. And this is, I would teach that in the exact same way. Come in and dance, not because of like how you what ends up happening to your body is just a positive result, right? But you're being in the moment and being in your body and feeling it and feeling the, how it makes you feel to be able to move heavy things or to be able to walk in heels or whatever the case may be. It does, it makes you feel, incredible and i think that that's yeah. sound advice it's
1: all it all boils down to mindset so like the one thing i should also mention is like people who work right. with me like you know cat what are what are some of my rules right we don't say right weak we are not weak yes that is totally off the table take it out of your vocabulary weakness does not exist there is just strength that you haven't discovered you have yet Um, Whether that is mentally or physically, you are not weak. Nobody listening to this podcast is weak. You have strength that you just haven't discovered yet. So I think that's really key. Um, Just... And that's, that's the culture, right? <laughs> and the other rule is you can cuss me out if it helps get you through your set, but only during this set, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes.
0: but that's um, the silly rule. <laughs> so one of the questions I wanted to ask you was, and you kind of already answered it, the whole like cardio versus weights, women not knowing, you know, which one you should do and the pressure. Cause here's, here's the thing too, is that women who are driven, Single, these single high achieving women who know what they want want to do it the right way. <laughs> and you kind of have already mentioned that where you're like, it doesn't matter. Like, your whatever your fitness journey is, is what your fitness journey is, whether it be cardio, whether it be weights. And like, there's so much pressure. There's like micros and macros and cardio and this kind of weight and work out this much and don't work out this much. And I mean, just the ongoing constant information overload that we get on an ongoing basis. So what is your philosophy? So if she, where should she begin? Should she start with weights? Should she start with cardio. Should she, what do you, where do you think? And I think too, it's important to mention that she needs to give herself grace in all of this, that there's no right or wrong way. Right. So where do you, I mean, in your,
1: yes, absolutely. No, no right or wrong way and no right or wrong amount of time to work out. You know, if you're just starting, start small, start with, you know, start with five minutes, start with two minutes, see how many, see how many air squats you can do in two minutes, you know, start that way. Um, but where should she start? Um, I think she should start by analyzing what her priorities yes. are, right? So in your case, Kat, um, oh, it was my you
0: I danced every dance day. was right.
1: life, right? Not saying it isn't still, but dance was life. And so, so what you have to consider is, are we going to rob Peter to pay Paul? Or, or what are we going to do? So, um, so what, what you want to think about, and I always advocate for, for lifting. Um, I truly, truly believe no matter who you are, um, lifting weights is going to be an added benefit to whatever lifestyle you are living. So know what your priorities are, um, and then try and find a lifting routine that complements that. Um, so if you're, if cardio is your thing, that's great. But be somebody who like, who is a badass cyclist getting out there, getting all those miles in who lifts because lifting is going to, especially as women, uh, nobody wants to be the incredible shrinking women. Um, so lifting weights, resistance training, this is science. It will improve your bone density. So that, that's key, especially for women as we age. That's awesome. Um, It boosts Hormone certain hormone levels depending on what kind of lifts you're doing and maybe depending sometimes on when Um, So you can you can see benefits where that's concerned and that also is why that plays into Affecting your mood in a positive manner. That's all true hard science Um, things that positives that weightlifting will do and then my my big thing is that strength according to ACE strength or lack thereof or loss of strength as we age is the biggest all cause mortality factor so if you're not working on strength um man yeah one day nobody like you're gonna be the the little you know little old lady that fell and couldn't get up or had a hip fracture and you know, so strength's really important, um, not just for now, yes. but for, for life and for long-term to live long, healthy life right. and long, healthy, right. happy life. Um, right. But do right. you, you know, also there
0: do is no right. Or That's wrong way. key. Don't, I, I kind of don't like do me, you do you. <laughs> journaling when it comes to having time to yourself. I mean, every woman is on her own unique journey and she, I think it's important for her to have that awareness, to pay close attention enough to herself to figure out what that is. That if working out four times a week brings you joy, then do it. If working out one time time a week, Mm -hmm. that's completely fine too. I think that the important part is, is that how it makes you feel and this knowing the importance of moving your body and understanding that all the health benefits that come just from moving your body and with weights, I think weights is, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Erin, do you think that what is, okay. So I'm going to ask you, so what are your, (laughs) where do you see yourself in the next six months to a year? What are your, what are your future goals? Ooh,
1: that is a really great, great, great question. Um, so I mentioned earlier, I am, I've got a couple different things I'm studying for. So I am hoping, um, to be busy, busier with clients through those tools. So I've got my nutrition, um, specialization that I'm studying for right now. Uh, as many people do when it comes to fitness, they end up having questions about what they're right. what they're putting in the pie hole too. Yes. So um, I want to make, <laughs> make sure that that I am um, a resource for people where that's concerned as well. And then I'm studying or training, not studying, also studying for my barbell certification um, with Strong First this December, um, which, if all goes according to plan, will give me my elite ranking with them. Um, which is pretty exciting. That means I have all four of their modalities or all four of their certifications um, wow. active and in good standing at one time, um, which basically just means I worked really hard <laughs> and probably did some stupid things. Which <laughs> really like, doesn't mean anything super special other than like, I'm continuing to educate myself for the benefit of number one, me, because I just love it. So I'm going to keep doing it because I love it. But number two, because it benefits the people around me. Um, so I'm going to keep doing that. And I'm really hoping that in the next six months to mm-hmm. a year, yes, I will be Yes, you married. are getting
0: married. Yes.
1: <laughs> Robert, so for the hills. Um, mm-hmm. I'm the one that proposed, by the way, in case your listeners were wondering, that's possible. If you have questions, just ask them. If you have questions, ask them. That's all I can say about that. Um, and then you'll get answers. My answer was yes. (laughs) Uh, but hopefully I'll be married. Hopefully I'll be strong first elite. Uh, and hopefully I will be continuing to do what I love every day, which is working with the coolest people. Like my job is like hanging out, telling terrible jokes and helping people get better at picking things up. Like they hang out with me for an hour. I pick on them a little bit and then I go home. Like It's fun. <laughs> so I hope I'm still doing all that. Cause if I'm not, it's going to be kind of a bummer.
0: No, I have faith. I have absolute faith in you that you will be, this is just, this is just the beginning of something amazing. So thank you, Erin, so much for being on the show. Is there any final words that you would love to say to our audience? Any final words? Anything
1: you put your mind to is possible. Just remember to start changing that vocabulary and take that word weak out of there. Okay.
0: Well, thank you again, Erin. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for being a part of the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. How awesome. And, and you know, if anybody has any questions, they're, they're more than welcome to reach out to me anytime. I am clearly not... Um, an intimidating no, person she's not. at all? She's <laughs> <not>. <laughs> no, um, I am more than happy to answer any questions. Um, and my whole thing is equitable wellness. So if you're if you're going through some stuff and you're trying to figure it out and you need help, but you're not sure you can afford it or whatever the case is, let me know. Just lay it out there, and we'll figure out a solution. Because because where there's a will, Absolutely. there's a way.
0: Well, thanks again. And I'll, I'll, I'll see you soon. Thank you. All yep. right. I hope Bye. so. Bye. A huge thank you to Erin Stark for joining us here at the lounge at the single women's society. And if you were listening to Erin and you're like, Hmm, she sounds like a really cool chick. I want to know more about her and her services. You can check her out. I will make sure and put all of this in the show notes. You can check her out on Instagram at F S G underscore Stark or her website, which is www dot make sure I get this right. Stark dash strength.com. Again, I'll make sure and put this in the show notes. And here are my final words. The sexiest thing that you can put on is confidence. It does not matter your shape, your size, your weight, your height, Your hair color, your eye color, it does not matter. If you are loving the skin that you're in and you are confident about the woman that you are, that is the sexiest thing that you can bring to the table on your first date. Well, thank you again, my love, for joining me today. And if you've been watching on YouTube, hey, I'm so glad you're here. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and follow and click the little bell. So every time we have a new episode, you are the first to know. And if you are listening to us on Spotify or on iTunes, please make sure to subscribe rate and review the episode that's how other women can find us here at the Single Women Society and if you have Facebook and Instagram I would love it if you would come and follow us you can follow us at Single Women Society or of course come follow me Cat Cantrell C A T C A N T R I L L on Instagram or Facebook I'm having a lot of fun with reels over on Instagram so come and check it out give me a follow and remember my love The sexiest thing that you can wear is your confidence. And true love is waiting for you. And I will see you next time. Bye.